It's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. South, have you lost your mind? <laughs> okay, not South, and from where? A little neighborhood joint called Domino's. A festivus for the rest of us. Streaming worldwide, whether you're in Pittsburgh, PA, or Del Boca Vista, Florida, we're thrilled to have you tuned in to this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Certainly a a Monday, Alex, that we're all thrilled uh, to have people listening in because today's special guest is a man that you've worked for and uh, I know very well, and that is Ben Herman, as uh, you've had the luxury of working for both him and I. Yes, it is a luxury. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah, Ben Herman, for those that don't know, our assistant AD for equipment operations, not only great at his job, but just one of the stand-up guys that we have at Eastern Michigan. And lucky for us, our department is filled with people like him. But a great conversation, starting really from his background all the way into what he does at Eastern. And for those that don't know, equipment's responsible for a lot of things. You know, the new football uniforms, everything on down. Well, Ben has a big, huge role in that and has actually got to get some credit for designing a lot of those cool things that you see on the field and around the program. So a great conversation to talk about with him. And yes, he was uh, my first boss at Eastern, so a great conversation for me to get to have with both of you. Ben's like Santa. When he comes around, he delivers you presents because usually it means a good thing. Either uh, a package has arrived from somebody else or uh, Adidas has got a, a nice supply of things. So it's like Festivus every day of the week when he's around. And yes, I'm over punning it today because Jerry Stiller, of course, known as Mr. Costanza on Seinfeld, one of my all-time favorite shows, uh, passed away earlier today. So in tribute to him, I'm trying to cheese it up as much as I can uh, because, you know, he, uh, he, he was one of the best, Alex. He was one of the best. I am a massive fan of Jerry Stiller, but I've got to give more of my generation a little bit of credit too, because he did great work in Seinfeld. Nobody can deny that. But you got to think, he didn't come on to Seinfeld until season five. He was only in 30 episodes of all time. Flip the page though to his role as Arthur Spooner, how I know Jerry Stiller on The King of Queens. He did that show for almost a decade starring alongside Kevin James and Leah Remini, of course. So, of course, a a huge uh, sad burden, of course, today as we lose a great comedy legend in in Jerry Stiller. But, you know, if you haven't taken some time, Greg and listeners, just scroll on Twitter or Facebook and listen to some of the old clips of Jerry Stiller on his uh, shows and and whatnot, and you'll get a good laugh out of him. He certainly was one of the best. Well, and some of the better clips are just the ones where – yeah, are the blooper reels that you can also find on YouTube because uh, everybody is cracking up around him and he has no problem staying straight faced. Much how sometimes you are at my jokes. You just stand there and are like, eh, when's the punchline coming, big fella? Oh, stop it. No, Greg, you're funny. But it really is uh, really amazing. And, you know, it's one of those kind of family affairs that a lot of people don't know that Jerry Stiller is, of course, Ben Stiller's father. They know Ben from his. Uh, fantastic career of course but similar to maybe a Martin Sheen type of role a lot of people don't put that connection together so do yourself a favor go on to 
one of the old TV land channels or something like that and catch some Seinfeld or, or King of Queens episodes, you'll be doing yourself a favor. Big favor, especially when there's nothing else to do but watch television in this time. Uh, you do have some sports coming back slowly. We've seen some Korean baseball back on the air. NASCAR gets going this weekend. Uh, and before you know it, baseball hopefully will be in full swing. We missed the opportunity over the weekend. It was Mother's Day. It would have been the second annual tradition of uh, EMU ba baseball hosting a Mother's Day first pitched celebration. Uh, so we missed that opportunity, but look forward to it again next year. And I know you had a vital hand in that. And I, as I saw on Facebook, uh, you certainly had your well wishes to your mom, certainly my mom, who listens to this podcast as well. We wish we could be with both of them, but we know, uh, of course, still waiting uh, for the right time to get back uh, together after all this stuff passes. Absolutely. I think it goes without saying, you know, we couldn't be where we're at without our parents. And a lot of people I know feel that same sentiment of, and, and you mentioned last year, the opportunity EMU baseball had to honor their mothers. And I think it goes without saying our student athletes do a great job of representing kind of the families they come from and uh, all that that encompasses. So I know that Eastern Michigan couldn't be happier to have the support of so many wonderful mothers out there. So if you're listening, we appreciate it. And uh, make sure to, to take credit when credit's due, because you guys certainly deserve it. Certainly do. Before we get to, uh, to Ben Herman, as Alex alluded to, we do want to tease our upcoming weeks as we've got a series of alums that we'll catch up with uh, to get their thoughts on some of the great moments in Eastern Michigan history. You've read about them online. You may have lived through them, uh, but on the couple episodes from now, over the next few weeks, we'll be talking to, to Jason Jones on the football field. Carl Johnson on the track side of things. Uh, we've also got women's basketball, men's basketball, and some soccer in the can. So you won't want to miss the next few weeks. Yep, Greg said it best. We've got some great EMU legends coming up on the show. And this is all bonus content because in a normal year with, without a, a global pandemic, we may not uh, still be in the podcast right now. So we're super excited that uh, we'll be able to continue for the next couple of weeks, a little bit longer into our summer schedule than we normally would. And we want you to make sure to stick around every Monday and get some listening entertainment because, well, there's not live sports on right now. So hopefully Greg and I are mm, somewhat close to the next best thing. Although I know you can only take so much of us. Certainly can. But if you like us, enjoy us, make sure to sell us and tell the world you're listening to the Eastern Insider podcast on your social media channels, because this podcast certainly can't survive without your support. Another edition of the Eastern Insider podcast. And today we're pleased to be joined by Assistant AD for Equipment Operations. It's Ben Herman. And interesting uh, call for me because I've now got my current boss and my former boss on the line together for a good interview. First and foremost, Ben, how are you holding up? We're, we're doing well, Alex. We're doing really well here. Um, it, it's it's really good to see your guys' faces. Uh, obviously, we, we miss you guys, and, and and us all being at home is tough right now. But um, I think we're all we're all doing well, um, staying within our own family group and and taking care of ourselves. But we, we do miss you guys as much as we miss the sports. Good to see my face, and I miss you. Two things I wish my girlfriend would say to me that she never does. But uh, 
before we before we get into it, I think a lot of people, you know, they they hear your title or they may know who you kind of are running around the sidelines of football games or whatnot. But a lot of people are, don't kind of understand the full grasp of what it is you do in equipment. So just give us a little bit of rundown. I know it's hard because it's like 100 jobs tied into one. But what's your role at Eastern and, and kind of what are your day to day operations uh, in the equipment room? You know, it's it's funny that you say that, Alex, because the, the good equipment directors, uh, we, we like to stay behind the scenes. And so that probably means if people don't know what we do, what we do on a daily basis, um, that we're doing a good job. Because uh, if, if people do know about you, that means you're probably uh, you're probably not. So um, so just just in a nutshell, um, equipment um in our department we we take care of all of the ordering needs and the adidas contract for all the 18 sports um we also handle distribution of gear um and laundry for those sports as well um so that definitely keeps us busy as a baseline um obviously there's a lot more that goes into that as far as um branding and picking logos for apparel um designing uniforms um, and then also we have a, uh, an outstanding group of student managers that we also manage on the day-to-day um, that help out with all the sports. So we definitely stay busy, and um, th- that's for sure. And uh, you're a Toledo native, but you've kind of made your rounds through some different jobs in different states. Just give us a little bit of background on, on your journey through equipment, how you got started, and kind of the stops along the road that you've made before coming back uh, close to home at Eastern Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, um, played, played sports. Um, my main sport growing up was football. Um, so really got my exposure um, with the athletic world there in high school um, at start high school in Toledo. Um, and then after high school graduated and went to school at Ohio state, and, and really kind of lucked into this profession um, that I've stayed in now um, for over a decade um, as a student manager uh, for Ohio State's football team. So during the Trestle era, I was a student manager there at Ohio State and had an awesome experience and really found out that this was a job and it was a profession um, and something that we, I was able to stick with um, and actually land a job um, of all places, all the way out in California at San Diego State um, after graduating. Um, got my first opportunity out there uh, working with Olympic sports. Um, bounced around a little bit when I left San Diego State. Um, did an internship with the, the 49ers. Um, found my way back to San Diego, um, working at the University of San Diego as an assistant equipment manager. Um, and then ultimately um, got to move back to San Diego State as the assistant director um, in an elevated role there, um, working with all the sports <clears throat> and really gaining experience in that role um, that set me up to take the, the, the leadership position here at Eastern Michigan. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a fantastic fit. Um, obviously, been here almost five years now. Um, and, and really, it's the people that are here um, that, that we get to work with, um, like yourselves. Um, we all gel together. Um, and it's just been a great fit for me and my family. So um, it's been a great landing spot. Ben, you talk about, uh, your, your journey, but it also takes a few other people to make sure this process all happens. And you've got 
uh, some good assistance and Wayne Smith, who's of course predated you at being on the Eastern mm -hmm. uh, payroll. He's uh, he's turned into an EMU lifer at this point. And then you bring in a guy that you were extremely familiar with and Don mm -hmm. Vallada. What's it like working with those guys and the relationship that you've been able to build and how important is those relationships to, to, uh, to make life fun in those aspects? Oh yeah. And any, any equipment manager will tell you that it, it, it's about stability on the staff. If you're going to want to have any kind of success. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, it, 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 it's like that in the sports world as well. Um, but, but obviously with Wayne being here at Eastern Michigan before I arrived, um, that was a true, true blessing to have him. Um, he's really the rock, um, that had all the answers, uh, when I first showed up five years ago, um, and, and still today lean on him a lot. Um, just knowing the way that Eastern Michigan works, um, and obviously pointing me in the right direction. And then, then obviously, um, kind of being, being my right hand man when I got here. Um, and then also, you know, the opportunity to bring Dominic Vallada in um, first as a graduate assistant, um, working uh, primarily with football and a couple other Olympic sports, um, and then being able to elevate him into his full-time role uh, with football. Um, now that we're in the new facility and, and we kind of designed our, our new room together, and um, it's been fantastic. Um, obviously, the familiarity going back to Ohio State we understand each other. We do things very similarly, uh, the way that we've learned. Um, so it's it's been just a great relationship, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Greg, because lucky to have the staff that we do here at Eastern. Yeah, you guys kill it, and we we couldn't do what we do without you guys on a daily basis because you're the people that uh, are the front and center. They see what our student athletes and coaches are wearing, and a lot of what you've done is is having to take. Um, not to say that there weren't standardizations, but in a lot of ways, some people were doing their own things. You've kind of redesigned a lot of the uniforms. You made some things standard mm -hmm. and, and uh, uniforms. Uh, people see, especially a football uniform, the, the green helmet, the, the diamond plate E, they know mm -hmm. that's Eastern Michigan anymore, but it's not as simple as just saying, okay, we're going to roll out a new uniform design. These things take a lot of thought and process and, between your, your presidential design that you did for election day and just the current look, how, how does, uh, how do you even start about that, that kind of process of coming up with the designs or looks? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it, it, it really, it varies from sport to sport and um, different scenarios. Um, but usually um, with football, I'll just use football as an example. Um, it's about a year and a half out. Um, you have to know that you're, on the cycle of getting new uniforms before you can begin the process of designing those. Um, and then it's about trying to make minor tweaks. Um, you have to come alongside several people uh, within the athletic department. Um, Greg, you're a very important figure with that. Um, just making sure that we have the same message going out. Um, obviously, uniforms are, are a strong weapon for us to kind of dis display our brand um, and display who we are at Eastern Michigan. So we don't want to make a mistake there. Um, also, Andy Rowden, um, he does a fantastic job um, since he's gotten here. Um, as, as far as making sure that, that our uniforms are, are all, you know, going down the same and moving in the same direction. Uh, we're using the same primary marks. Um, we're using Eastern the same way. We're using Eagles the same way. And, and how do we incorporate that to make it unique uh, for sports, but also um, 
display the, the, the proud brand of the Block E. Um, so th there's a lot, I guess it's kind of a, a long-winded answer to your question. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, we work with Adidas um, and see what we can do directly with them. Sometimes we have to use a third-party vendor. Um, so we'll actually get the uniforms in blank from Adidas and work with a third party that can do um, some things that Adidas may not be able to do on the, the same time frame that we need it to be done. Um, so that's that's what we did in the case of our football uniforms. We wanted a special number, um, reflective silver <clears throat> on those uniforms. So we had to use a third party, um, which Adidas did approve us to do. Um, and, and, and they turned out really fantastic. Um, so you're working with a lot of people. I'm working with you, Greg. I'm working with um, the, the, the administration here at, at Eastern Michigan. And then also working with um, the head coach. Um, the head coach plays a big role. Um, so Coach Creighton, he's going to want to see mock-up one, two, three, and in this case, you know, four or five. And then, and then not only is he going to want to see the mock-ups, but he wants to see the physical samples. So uh, it, it puts a lot of pressure in a new uniform year. Um, but it's, it's still a lot of fun to see the, the final product out there on the field. So much of your job as an equipment manager, especially at this time of the year, is starting to prepare for the summer and, of course, the influx of sports that happen in the fall. And a lot of that is physical work. But right now, not able to do as much of that as you and your staff would normally be able to do. So what are some of the things that you're able to do right now still with this pandemic going on? And how have you kind of adjusted to not being in the office as much and, and having to do some stuff from home? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm on, I, I think um, most people would think, you know, as, as soon as the sports teams leave that, you know, what are we going to do if there's there's no laundry to do or field to set up or practice and those sort of things. But there's actually a lot of a lot of things that we can work on from home. Um, we're double and triple checking our Adidas booking orders for next season. Um, we're also um, as most universities are going through right now, um, we're, we're triple checking our budgets. Um, we're seeing how can we save moving forward. Um, and then also um, what a lot of people don't know is our Adidas apparel, for the most part, uh, for most sports actually comes in blank. Um, so we're working ahead of time. So Greg mentioned it with the branding and, and making sure that we're cohesive in the way that we all look the same. Um, we're going through with coaches right now and picking what they want on their items for next year. Um, and sometimes that can be a long and tedious process. Um, and then also we're checking in with our vendors. Um, we rely on a lot of vendors as far as helmets, shoulder pads, um, you name it, um, towels, loops, um, you know, to make sure that things come in on the right cycle and that they're all arriving this summer for the new school year. Um, and obviously companies are affected as well. So we just need to make sure that everyone is, is still looking good uh, for, for their shipments this summer. Um, and, and what adjustments do we have to make, um, especially with Adidas, if they're delayed on something um, to get, get something turned around. So we're, we're all staying busy with those things. Um, we also, as you know, Alex, we have an inventory system in uh, both of our equipment rooms here. Um, so we, we can actually, it's a web-based software, so we can go in and we can reconcile inventory. Um, and we can also set up all of our inventory for next year as well. So 
there, there's a there's a lot to stay busy. Um, and then then of course you know, um, like you guys are doing, um, meeting with colleagues, um, professional development, talking with other equipment managers, doing these Zoom meetings um, um, have been have been really helpful. Some of our listeners may have heard me say that you're not in the office as much as normal and. They may have kind of been set back by that because, of course, many aren't allowed to be at their office, but you are one of about three or four employees in the athletic department that actually does have the clearance to go in a couple of days a week. And that's because of a partnership that's been hatched with a, a longtime partner in St. Joe's, and they're now actually using our laundry facilities that you oversee. So I know you've been able to be up at the, uh, the, the new Student Athlete Performance Center helping to let them in. Talk a little bit about that partnership and kind of what that process has looked like and then what it means for you as someone who runs the equipment room to be able to uh, open that facility up and help and help a partner that's that's doing so much for obviously this whole pandemic in St. Joe's. Yeah, no, thanks for mentioning that. It's it's a it's a definitely a proud moment for our department and um, for athletics as a whole um, to be able to lend a hand uh, to, to a partner like St. Joe's, um, who is, is located right across the street from us. Um, so when they reached out um, to, to university officials and to Scott Weatherby to see, you know, what, what industrial washers and dryers might be available on campus, um, and then kind of have that trickle down and, and, and for me to be able to, to chime in and say that, yes, we have, you know, this facility um, is brand new, it's right across the street and we're not using it right now because obviously sports have slowed down. Um, it, it was a no brainer for everybody involved to, to offer that up to them um, and to help coordinate and accommodate um, them each day as they come over. Um, they're, they're doing laundry uh, five days a week with us um, and, and basically, um, you know, running most of the day. So it's been great. Um, and then obviously, you know, as you mentioned, we've become, essential employees. Um, so, so we are allowed to be in the facility, um, practicing, um, the right amount of social distancing, of course, um, and taking all the precautions that we need to take with that. Um, but it's been, it's been fantastic to help out. And I think a lot of us are sitting at home and, and not knowing exactly what we can do or how we can help out. So to have something just kind of fall into our laps and, and present itself has has felt really good. Um, I know a lot of other equipment managers are, <clears throat> are chipping in, either sewing masks or doing that sort of stuff. But um, shamefully, I'm, I'm not a great sewer. Um, so this, this, really, this really works for us. Yeah, we thank you for what you're doing and going in and helping mm -hmm. St. Joe's. They've been a great partner, as Alex mentioned. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Another thing that's going to change our world is the upcoming NCAA changes that the football um, playing committee put in this year, which is the addition of the number zero. One, I mean, I, I can't think of the number of times that you and I have texted back and forth on who's mm -hmm. going to wear what number and, and duplicate numbers. And I don't think people realize how big of a challenge it is to manage on a game day the, the people that are dressing, the numbers that you have available, 
and the duplicates, how much do you think the addition of zero will take? And also the limiting of, you can only have two of the same number. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like they 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 gave us this great thing, right? Offering up another number. Um, but then there's that little fine print at the bottom, right, Greg, where only two people now can have the same number. So it helps some, but at the same time, it, we're still gonna have that same stress of how do we fit the size of roster that we have um, into one through or zero through 99 now. Um, I, I think it's, it's unique. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, obviously we'll, we'll like a lot of schools, we'll have fun with it. Um, I haven't talked to coach Creighton in depth yet, uh, kind of what he plans for that number. Um, obviously when I first thought about zero, I thought about maybe a wide receiver or running back going into it, uh, like a skilled position. Uh, but the more I thought about that, that could be a, a bit of a bad omen, right? I mean, zero catches or zero yards. Um, yeah, you don't want so, the big offer. No, you don't want the offer. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to wear that one proudly. Um, so maybe, maybe it works better for for like a lockdown cornerback or a safety um, to give up no catches or something like that. So maybe we'll we'll kick those ideas around. But um, it, it helps. It kind of creates a unique challenge at coming this late. Um, obviously, we have to make sure that we have jerseys ready. Um, so that's not just game jerseys, but practice jerseys and whatnot. So we'll have to make those adjustments. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a unique challenge and obviously something that uh, nostalgically watching the game of football will definitely notice. Um, you know, us number guys, Greg, um, out on the field, seeing the zero will be really interesting uh we're used to watching basketball and seeing it but it being out on the gridiron now will be will be uh different yeah i was gonna say and the one thing they haven't really clarified is can you have a zero and a double zero uh, for just zero okay yeah. so just yeah. a single yeah they're just giving us one <laughs> one, That's one it. that yeah. said uh we've been lucky enough our offices to to work collaboratively uh, Jay Sofen, who preceded you, was a member of my student staff, and then yeah. I were rolled the other way, and I stole Alex back from from you. But yeah. if there's somebody that wants to to get interested in your area, and, and kind of learn about your world, and because I know you need volunteers and you need student workers, how can they get involved and be a part of your world? And really, what all can they do? No, I appreciate yeah mentioning that. Um... So yeah, Alex, who actually um, goes by, who previously went by Al in our department, some people don't know that, um, but he should definitely be telling more stories of his time um, in equipment. I know he does a good job mentioning it from time to time, but he's uh, he's climbed the ladder now and um, that's okay. Uh, we love to promote that and he's doing an awesome job for you, Greg. Um, but he, he was one of our, you know, our first well, my first uh, blue chip recruits, if you will, back in 2015. And it's been awesome to see him grow. Um, I know the question is about opportunities, but I, I just, just wanted to mention that um, people are definitely succeeding uh, coming through the equipment ranks. Um, so if you're interested and you're a student manager out there, or if you're a, a student um, at Eastern Michigan and you're interested in that, that's, that's kind of the number one rule is you have to be enrolled full time to be a student manager. Uh, so if you're enrolled full-time and you're at Eastern Michigan uh, and you're interested in sports, um, we have a role for you. Um, we have several sports here that you could work with in the equipment room. Um, and it's it's really a fun job. Um, just reach out. Um, you can email me. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. 
uh, to see a little background about what we do um, at EMUEQ. Um, and, and, and definitely, if you're interested, please reach out. Um, we have positions open um, starting next school year. Um, we can get creative, um, whether you're work study or if you're just looking for internship hours um, in the sports management program, um, we've had several of those students come through as well. Certainly appreciate those uh, kind words, Ben. I, uh, I can definitely speak to the opportunity. I, I would mention too that for many that just kind of think equipment's just laundry or doing the dirty work, there's certainly some of that, but there's really no better way as, a, as an undergrad to, to get to meet, you know, every coach on every staff and, and different staff members. I mean, I certainly would have never ended up with Greg on his staff had I not had the experience with you and, and your staff, obviously. So that uh, plenty of opportunity and uh, there's, there's no better person in either department uh, that you could work for than the two that are on the call with us right now. So certainly if any students interested in either department should, should reach out to, to any of us and we'll be happy to help you. Ben, I know I just talked about the the dirty work, so-called, and there certainly is a lot of that in mm -hmm. the role. Is there a least favorite job in the equipment world that you, whether it's from your time as a student or even up to today, that you just uh, that you just can't you can't stand? You know, I'll I'll probably most of the laundry process is honestly not not too bad. Um, we're obviously using the right precautions with with using gloves and re every time that we're putting laundry in the washer. So it's not like you're touching, you know, um, nasty stuff or any of that. Um, but I'll, I'll probably just stick in the laundry room um, from time to time. And I'll say mostly um, as a younger student manager or, or even uh, when I was younger in the profession, um, you know, cleaning and maintenance on the machines. Um, there's this trough behind the washers um, that has to be cleaned out from now and then. Um, and that's, it's not, not a pleasant process as you can imagine with, with the drain, um, back there. So that one is up there. Um, one thing that I, I would say our managers, um, I think that they love doing it, but for some reason they, they just, it slips their mind to do is cleaning the limp traps in the dryers. Um, so I think Al, Al was probably a professional at doing a, <laughs> a quick once over on those or maybe slipping his mind as he did homework um, with the laundry. But yeah, I'll stay in the laundry room with those two. We'll go from the worst to the best. Thinking back at your stops at Ohio State and San Diego State and now at Eastern, you've been to, to three bowl games. You didn't get to enjoy the, the Bahamas Bowl as much as you wanted. You were playing under the weather, but what, what do you think back has been your most enjoyable moment at EMU? Oh man, I, I think just just the the turnaround as a whole, Greg, of the program, um, kind of coming in five years ago, um, and and you know all of the other sports have had their successes, um, but being so closely involved um, with football on the day to day, um, and just kind of watching watching the turnaround there um, from year to year, making the the first bowl game and how that was celebrated in, in, in so many years. And then obviously it becoming the expectation now to go to bowl games. Um, I think, I think I just have to wrap that into one response uh, with that. If you'll, if you'll accept that. Certainly a, a good answer on that part. And definitely one of the most memorable things about Eastern over the last couple of years. Ben, we'll finish up with some rapid fire questions. We've been doing this with some of our guests, so we'll take turns going back and forth. And 
first thing, quick answer that comes to mind, let us know and, and we'll close mm -hmm. it out with that. So first one for me is, you know, you've mentioned being at Ohio State and San Diego State, of course, with the 49ers as well. And even at Eastern, a lot of contact with, with some different superstars, Jim Trestle and, and so forth. Who's one of those kind of star players that everybody knows their name that uh, maybe was your favorite or someone you got the closest with at any of those spots? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna cheat right here. I'm gonna mention two, um, and just one one person individual that that made a big impression on me was with my time with the 49ers. Uh, we actually had a, a wide receiver come over from the Rams. Alex, you might not remember him because uh, you're a little younger, but um, Isaac Bruce. Um, he spent a year with the Niners um, at the end of his at the end of his career, and it was the year that I was there. Um, and he he was just a fantastic individual and and just choosing to have, you know, relationships with all the support staff um, just just had a lasting impact on me. Um, and then number one, far and away for me, um, having a chance to do um, equipment for the baseball team at San Diego State. Um, Tony Gwynn being the head coach at that time, um, that that's that's a, an experience that I'll never forget. Um, and a relationship that I'll never forget. And anyone that you talk to that, that's been around uh, Tony Gwynn or had the uh, honor of having conversations with him in a relationship, um, there's, there's no, no better person um, that, that you could ever choose to meet in a lifetime. So I would say Tony Gwynn. We'll go to a food question next. Uh, Cinco de Mayo is coming up. We know we, you met your wife in Southern California. Uh, what is your go-to taco ingredient, knowing that, of course, Michigan tacos aren't anywhere near like Southern California tacos? Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the, the, the main things. We talk about it all the time that we miss out in uh, California and San Diego specifically is just the taco shops on every corner. Um, you can judge a good taco shop by their salsa. Um, so I'm going to go there first. Um, just, just the kick of the salsa. Um, it, it's something that you can't find at restaurants here. Um, everyone has salsa, but do they have, you know, do they have that, that special sauce, if you will, Greg? Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the salsa. That's, that's what makes a taco. That's what makes a burrito. What's one job outside of equipment? Because I know you've been in equipment for a long time. What's one job out of equipment that you've had and uh, maybe that you're a little fond of? Wow. Um, that's a good one. So I will, I'll actually go with a, just, just popped into my head first. Um, sometimes I'll come out to practice and a lot of times we'll have student managers that we train to run the jugs machine, which is a machine that, shoots punts and kickoffs um, and you can also uh, run it at lower speeds and angles so that you can shoot it to wide receivers um, i think that that thing is is still as fun as the first day that i got to mess around with it um, when i was a student manager so i'll sometimes say hey i'll uh, I'll, I'll take a couple periods uh doing this and um Alex, you, you probably remember um, us working together, uh, shooting that thing to the players. But I say that that's a fun thing. I mean, you're out there on a sunny day and you're you're shooting, you know, projectiles at people. That's that's fun. I'll never forget it. Never forget. 
-hmm. I still haven't got to use that, so maybe I need to make an appearance. Absolutely. My last, my next question is: beating a Mac rival always is uh, is fun for you. You've lived in the shadow of the glass bowl, but now you have to to hate Western or Central. Of the three, what one do you like to stick it to the most when we get that win? You know, it's it's uh, I shouldn't say that it's hard because um, it's not um, there. There's one that sticks out to me. Alex and I have talked about this one a lot, but I want to mention first that um, us Mac equipment managers, we there there's a real camaraderie. Um, so I, I definitely have friends um, at all of those institutions um, that I get along with great. So if you guys are listening out there, um, not exactly taking a jab at you, um, but I, I, I would say Toledo. Just growing up in Toledo, um, I played um, you know, youth football in the Glass Bowl. Um, loved, loved the environment down there. So um, just to know that they've been kind of at the top of the Mac for so long um, and to have a chance um, at Eastern a couple years ago to beat them uh, here was pretty special. We're talking with assistant AD for equipment operations, Ben Herman, and we'll close it out with this question. Ben, what's the best part about being the boss and the worst part about being the boss? Well, that's a, that's a good question as well. Um, I would say the best part is um, you, you're, you get to make those hires, right? Um, we mentioned it with the two full-time staff that we have here. Um, so you get to pick your staff. Um, and, and, and that, um, none more important is the student managers as well. Uh, that's something I really enjoy is, um, bringing in a freshman, um, and really creating that relationship and, and teaching him a lot of, you know, work values, um, and, and just life values, um, to, to, to add to their resume, um, and build them up, um, over four years. Um, so that, that's the best part about being a boss. Um, the worst part is, hmm, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say invoices, honestly, um, in our department, um, if Adidas ships something, it could be a bulk order, but if they send, let's say you order 90 pairs of shorts, well, whoever's in the distribution center, they could put three pairs of shorts in a box. If that box ships on its own, you receive an invoice for three pairs of shorts. So what people don't know is in the fall, when the majority of our stuff arrives, um, my inbox for invoices can be 500 plus invoices. Uh, so a very tedious process that we have to make sure that those items arrived um, and before we pay for those, um, and then obviously just getting through those in the fall when everything else is so busy. Well, Ben, we can't uh, thank you enough for not only joining us today, but obviously for all that you're doing for Eastern Michigan and uh, to help our partner St. Joe's right now in, in this unprecedented time. And on a personal note, I mean, it, I could write a novel about uh, how, how influential you've been to me personally and and in my profession, but I, I can't thank you enough for that and giving me that opportunity five years ago. I certainly wouldn't be sitting here. It's really cool for me to be kind of on the flip side mm -hmm. and getting to interview you now and as a full-time staff member here at Eastern. So uh, forever indebted to you and, and Dom and Wayne for that opportunity that you gave me. So can't thank you enough for that. And, and we really appreciate you being on today. 
It's big time. That's what it's all about. We'll miss you guys and um, love doing this. Long time, uh, long time listener, first time guest. Um, so keep up the great work and uh, can't wait to tell me when this thing airs so we can uh, get the kids gather around the radio and, and listen to this one. that'll do it for another edition of the eastern insider podcast remember you can find us on apple spotify or emueagles.com until next week stay safe